a small part of Alec Murdoch's Moselle property is for sale. Buy it and create cherished memories like the previous owners. That's what they're pitching to people. What not to do when you are a police officer. This pilot tried to kill an entire airplane full of passengers. Shoplift and you die. Another sports athlete accused of murder. And then finally, our dumb criminal of the day. Let's talk about it. Good day, everyone. My name is Scott Reich, and this is Crime Talk. Thanks for joining us. You know the drill. Subscribe if you haven't. Like if you do. Leave me a comment below. Make sure you hit that bell for notifications. And remember, you can listen to us anytime on any of your favorite podcasting apps. As a pet owner, you want to give your furry friend the very best. That's why Baked in Colorado CBD-infused dog treats are the perfect choice. These delicious treats not only taste great, but they also provide a wide range of health benefits for your pet. CBD has been shown to have many positive effects on dogs, including reducing anxiety, alleviating pain and inflammation, and improving overall wellness. Baked in Colorado's treats are infused with premium, full-spectrum CBD oil, meaning your pet will benefit from the whole plant extract. Not only that, but Baked in Colorado's treats are made with all-natural human-grade ingredients so you can feel good about what you're giving your pet. They're also free from wheat, corn, and soy, making them a great option for dogs with food sensitivities. Baked in Colorado CBD-infused dog treats are the perfect way to support your pet's health and well-being. With various flavors, including peanut butter, pumpkin, and bacon, your dog will love them too. So why wait? Head to www.bakedincolorado.com today and order your dog a bag of these delicious and nutritious treats. Your pet will thank you for it. All right, let's get to the docket for today. I hope everyone had a great weekend and um, thanks for joining us here today. So let's go ahead and open the record for October 23rd, 2023. And first on the docket, Moselle is up for sale again. That's right. The South Carolina home that once belonged to that loving father, now convicted murderer, Alec Murdoch is for sale again. Now in March, the 1700 acre Moselle farm sold for about $3.9 million to a guy by the name of Jeffrey Godley and James Ayer. Now, Godley and Ayer are selling a small portion of that property for a paltry $1.95 million, which includes the house and about 22 acres. Now, the property is 4147 Moselle Road in Northwest Colleton County, obviously famous now from Alec Murdoch's murder case. And um, the ad says that at the uh, quaint 5,275 square foot house has four bedrooms and a four and a half bath. The listing describes the estate as a unique property that has the capacity to offer a buyer many potential uses such as a family residence or some sort of compound, including equestrian pursuits, hobby farming, or just a weekend retreat and destination. And like I said, when you watch the video, and it's not long, we put up some of it here, you can see you're going to create memories just like the previous owners did. Now, maybe we could do a little crowdfunding and we could get it because, I mean, let's face it, they, the interior is not my style, the all wood, but you could be where you're done. It's a hunting lodge, right? Big activity rooms. Um, and you could look across and see the, uh, the dog kennels that don't come with the property and only imagine what took place there. Maybe you could sell tours to it. I don't know. Next on the docket, what not to do when you're a police officer, because if you do, it's going to make you a bad cop. 
A now former New York Police Department officer is uh, facing charges for selling fentanyl and heroin, with prosecutors uh, saying that uh, she negotiated drug deals while she was actually on the job as a police officer. Now, this former officer, you may say, who is she? Meet Grace Rosa Baez. She lives in the Bronx, and she was arrested Thursday and charged with conspiracy to distribute heroin and fentanyl and three counts of narcotic distribution, according to the United States Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York. Now, prosecutors also allege that Cesar Martinez of Yonkers, New York, faces identical charges, and Martinez and Baez shared an apartment together, according to a statement by the United States Attorney's Office. Now, it is alleged that uh, Ms. Baez resigned from the New York Police Department on a Sunday, and um, she's only been a police officer with the New York Police Department since 2012. Well, by my calculation, that's about um, 11 years. She knew better. So it is alleged that Grace Rose Baez took an oath to protect and serve the people of this great state in New York which obviously she did. And she flagrantly violated that oath, which are obviously the uh, driving the nation's deadly opioid crisis and have been responsible for thousands of tragic deaths in the city and around the nation. That's according to the United States attorney that put out a press release. Now, Ms. Baez, I really hope that, well, they throw the book at her. Why? Well, she did in fact take an oath to uh, support and defend the constitution to uphold the law and I remember I represented a sheriff deputy once who was allowing certain narcotics to be smuggled into the jail. And of course, we showed up for sentencing and we were like, well, judge, you know, he's a police officer, blah, blah, blah. And the judge looked at my client and said, you had a badge, you took an oath, and you spit on it. Whereupon my client was promptly given the maximum sentence that the court could give. And that's the same thing with Ms. Baez. She had a badge. She took an oath and she spit on it. She should get the maximum. Next, this guy tried to kill a plane full of people. So as you know, off-duty pilots, if they're going back to the city in which they live, they commute for work, they can often ride in what they call the jump seat up in the cockpit. So this off-duty pilot is now accused of trying to shut off the engines on a full Alaskan Airlines passenger jet on Sunday and has now been charged with 83 counts of attempted murder. Who is this guy? Joseph David Emerson. And I can guarantee you that his pilot's license is going to be, if it hasn't been so already, revoked. So Mr. Emerson faces the litany of uh, homicide charges along with an additional 83 counts of reckless endangerment and one count of endangering an air craft, according to police records. Mr. Emerson is believed to have been uh, seated in the jump seat uh, beside the operating pilots. Actually, it's kind of behind them. They were on board of an Embraer 175 airplane from uh, flying from Everett, Washington to San Francisco. Now, according to the Federal Aviation Administration, he is accused of attempting to deploy the fire suppression system before crew members managed to subdue him and remove him from the controls. So what exactly is the fire suppression system? Well, what that is is on a jet airplane, if you're flying along and you suddenly get a warning light or engine fire light, you arm the fire suppression bottles and you do that and it'll immediately put out the fire in the engine. It also 
sucks all the air out of it, and basically the plane is going to shut the engine off. So apparently Mr. Emerson tried to do this to both engines, and had that taken place, that would have been a big problem because both engines would have been out and unable to restart because after you deploy that suppression system, the engines basically need to be serviced um, or rebuilt at a very expensive amount, I might add as well. So um, that could have been a big problem. Now, the Alaska Airlines has stated that the flight departed Washington State about 5.23 p.m. and was diverted to Portland International Airport following a security threat. Now, the crew secured the aircraft without incident, thank goodness. And if you listen to live ATC audio, it appears to show a pilot describing the person believed to be Mr. Emerson subdued after the incident. Okay, I'll just uh, give you a heads up. We've got the uh, guy that tried to shut the engines down uh, out of the cockpit, um, and he uh, doesn't sound like he's causing any issue in the back right now. I think he's subdued. Other than that, uh, yeah, we want law enforcement as soon as we get on the ground and park. The pilots did request that they want law enforcement as soon as they got on the ground and they were parked. Now, Mr. Emerson was arrested by the uh, uh, port authority there in uh, Portland and um, obviously remains in custody. Yeah, you can't go around doing that, ladies and gentlemen. Airplane's dangerous. Don't go trying to shut people's engine off. You don't do that. Next on the docket, shoplift and you die. Now, I have said for a while, if people steal other people's property, the best way to stop that is, oh, I don't know, maybe be able to use deadly force. That's not the law. So now a man has been charged with manslaughter um, against a GameStop employee who, according to police, fatally shot a shoplifter as he was attempting to escape. Now, Derek Guero was on duty at GameStop store located in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Apparently, there's a strip mall there. And a man had taken off with five boxes of ultra-premium Pokemon Scarlet and Violet trading cards, whatever the hell those are. Anyway, they were each valued about 120 bucks, and he was going to make a mad dash for the exit. Well, it didn't quite work out that way. Guero retrieved a handgun from his waistband and discharged a single shot, striking the man in the side. The shoplifter dropped the stolen trading cards, mission accomplished, and fled to a waiting pickup truck outside before a woman uh, contacted authorities. Now, the shoplifter ultimately uh, succumbed to his injuries at a uh, local hospital about three hours later. Now, according to police and surveillance video, the footage shows this incident in the store where the shoplifter did not pose a threat to Mr. Guero and he did not brandish any weapons. Now, the identity of the deceased has not been disclosed, but needless to say, he's dead and Mr. Guero is now probably going to go to prison for a little while. Because even though Florida's stand-your-ground law allows for the use of deadly force when there is a perceived threat of death, of death or significant bodily harm, to oneself or others, but does not permit it solely for the protection of property. Can't do that. Legislature needs to change the rules. Otherwise, you go to prison like Mr. Guero more than likely will go. Now, manslaughter is refers to a killing that occurs spontaneously and somewhat in the heat of the moment under Florida law. Now, Guero is currently detained at the Broward County Jail and the bond is set at $25,000. GameStop has not um, responded to the request for uh, comment, but my guess is they do not condone Mr. Guero's conduct. And more than likely, they're consulting with attorneys because they will be sued. 
because their employee did a stupid thing. I get it. It's stuff. It's replaceable. You can't shoot people for that. You know, maybe if it was a car, a child, somebody's in the commission of a felony. It gets very tricky. But as a general rule, you have to be in fear of death or serious bodily injury before you can use deadly force, ladies and gentlemen. Just a little free legal advice for you today. But always check with your local attorney to see what the exact law is there. All right. Next on the docket, another major league or former major league player has been charged with murder. Yes, we had the football player last week, and now we got the baseball player not to be outdone. So an ex-major league um, pitcher was arrested this week in Nevada following a two-year investigation into the 2021 murder and attempted murder of his father-in-law and mother-in-law. So Danny Serafini, a uh, former first-round draft pick for the Minnesota Twins, was arrested uh, by police on Friday in Winnemucca, Nevada, in connection with the June 2021 murder of 70-year-old Robert Gary Spore and the attempted murder of 68-year-old Wendy Wood. Now, the sheriff's office uh, has stated that um, Serafini was arrested the same day as the suspect, Samantha Scott, who was also apprehended in Las Vegas. Now, the uh, sheriff's office uh, notes that the arrest come two years and four months after Spore was found shot to dead in his North Lake Tahoe home while his wife, Wood, Miss Wood, was taken to a nearby hospital where she recovered from her injuries. She died about a year later. And during the early stages of the investigation, the authorities had looked at the home video surveillance system, leaving them with footage of a hooded male wearing a face covering and a backpack walking to the residence several hours before the homicide actually took place. The information and the evidence led detectives to gather this information and they identified Serafini and Miss Scott as the suspect. Both suspects are known to each other and they knew the victims. As the police noted, Serafini and Miss Scott will be extradited from Nevada to California next week. Don't know what it is with these athletes these days thinking that they can go around, I don't know, killing people? Get over it. Now, I remember Serafini played for the Rockies here for a while. He must not have been any good if the Rockies had him. And I think the Rockies finished with the worst record in baseball. So nothing's ever getting any better here. <sighs> Maybe we just, I don't know, if they took their energy out, played good baseball, maybe it would help the Rockies. I don't know. And finally, our dumb criminal of the day. So this dumb criminal tried pulling off a stupid crime in Illinois, got arrested for it, and then it happened again. Not too smart, that's for sure. And then add insult to injury that it took place on Friday the 13th. A little unlucky as well. So the guy's first arrest was in uh, Joliet, uh, Indiana. Uh, happened just after 8 a.m. on Friday the 13th. The suspect was pulled over in his vehicle when police discovered he had an expired registration. No big deal. But then his driver's license was suspended and the truck wasn't insured. So guess what? Oh, he had a warrant out for his arrest as well for previous violations of a stimulus nature. He was arrested and then he was released out of custody after posting a small amount of bail. Guess what? His second arrest occurred later that same afternoon. Again in Joliet, the police were called to his home after he pushed an older woman 
during an argument. The suspect resisted arrest. The officers were concerned about the well-being and took him in for an evaluation. After he was cleared, the man was taken to the jail again. So this unidentified man clearly not having a good day. What do we say, ladies and gentlemen? All that traffic stuff, it's a gateway crime. If you can't follow the simple rules of license, registration, insurance, next thing you know, you're going to be killing people, attacking people, stealing Pokemon cards. Who knows where it will lead? Good legal advice here, ladies and gentlemen. Follow the law. Don't break it. I know there's some stupid laws out there, probably worthy of being broken, but don't do it unless you want to face the consequences. All right. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time on Crime Talk. Crime Talk.